0: Michigan's Upper Peninsula is my home and Escanaba is my hometown. I'm Craig Warple. Hometown Escanaba connects with the people, activities, and newsmakers of Escanaba and the UP. Join us for more interviews at HometownEscanaba.com. Now let's find out what's going on. I'm at Hereford and Hops, but I'm actually behind the windows where they make the beer. Mike Saddam is the brewmaster, and Mike, you're going to be brewing up something special here today.
1: Yeah, today we're brewing a Kolsch, and we're putting some uh, hand-picked Colorado Blue Spruce to finish a beer off. They were picked right here in Escanaba, and we're going to uh, donate some of this money off of this beer once it's done to the Delta County Non-Motorized Trail Club. Okay, did I hear that right? You're putting a piece of a tree into the beer? Yes, we've done a few of these before, uh, just special beers for logging Congress, but this one's a little more special. Uh, You'll get a little more of the flavor on this. It's a lot lighter beer than we've done in the past, this type of beer anyways. And uh, plus, like I said, 50 cents off every glass that we sell will go to the club.
0: How do you add the spruce to the beer?
1: We're going to add that at the very end of the boil so that spruce will come out in the aroma of the beer okay so it's more like a, a spice then or these were picked when they were fresh shoots off of the tree so they're not very piney they're more of a sweet pungent which which work very well with the german hops that we'll pu- be putting in the beer today
0: okay you've already started the process can you walk me through what you've been doing
1: here yes here is the uh first step where uh creating wort which is just sugar water so all the grains are in this vessel and we're just extracting all the sugar water from it which then we'll put that over to the kettle and once it's in the kettle we will add the German hops and at the very end of the boil we'll add the spruce tips you have uh, two copper type units here so you
0: were talking pointing to those as they were there so what is this one here in front of us
1: this one in front of us is the mash tun and it's warm Inside, yes, uh, I can feel it. It's warm. Yes, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's temperature controlled. We keep our uh, wort at certain temperatures. Uh, lighter temperatures will give you uh, less body on your beer, where a higher temperature, you know, more sugars are there, so you get a heavier body. This is going to be a light, refreshing ale. So, is it being pressed or what's
0: happening? Because I think the level is coming up a little bit, isn't it? Uh,
1: the water is just run- Yes, the water is just running out of the mash tun into the let here, which then this triggers it over to the kettle. OK,
0: so let's walk over there. Uh, what happens here in the kettle then?
1: This is where we're going to boil the beer, and this is where we'll add hops. Um, like I said, these will have the German hops, um, which will, will play very well with the uh, Colorado blue spruce.
0: You do that in the uh, hatch up at the top? Yeah. Can we look inside? Sure. Awesome. Can we go up, go up some steps here, and then we got this open.
1: So as you can see, our uh, kettle's almost full. It's starting to get warm. It's at 170 degrees right now. We're going to have nine barrels in the end of wort here, which will end up with seven barrels of beer. And a barrel is 31 gallons.
0: You were—is that a measuring stick? Is that what that is, or is yeah, that? Yeah, that tells
1: me when the uh, kettle's full. Okay. <laughs> How full do you want it to get? Right up to that last line. So we're almost done.
0: Oh really? So why the extra room then?
1: Well, you're going to lose some from the hops, uh, You just and you're going to lose quite a bit because it's a 90-minute boil, so you lose quite a bit of the wort. We end up with a little over seven barrels in the end of uh, raw beer.
0: So now what's happening is the, uh, the, one, the water from one is going into this one
1: here. Yep, the last of the wort's being transferred right now. As we can see, we're going to be full once this one's done.
0: You can tell I know all the technical terms, right?
1: yeah (laughs) i just drink it (laughs) so we can also come look over here and as you can see that is the grain yeah so what do you do with all that now this will go to a local farm and he feeds it to his cows
0: okay so this is the uh the stuff that you're putting in that make the beer so is this where the spruce would go
1: nope the spruce will go into the kettle at the very end of the process and then that's filtered out later yeah, um, it, will, it will not make it to the fermenter, which is over there. It'll be in a, a bag, a boil bag, so that it doesn't, uh, we only take the uh, extract, the flavors out of it.
0: Well, let's go over there then and see as I'm walking back down the steps here at the brewery. So that'll boil for, you said, an hour and a half?
1: Yep, 90 minutes
0: comes over to where after
1: that it's going to go through this heat exchanger because we're going to be at about 210 degrees once I go ahead and put it in the fermenter and we'll chill this beer down to 60 degrees and in about 15 minutes it'll fill the fermenter up and that's where we'll add yeast and what I'm doing over here right now is actually harvesting yeast for this beer
0: harvesting yes
1: yeah, so I'm just collecting yeast off of uh better late than ever but our Oktoberfest beer okay
0: <laughs> Hey, I can drink October best beer anytime. Sure. Yeah. When you cool it down that quickly, I mean, how do you cool that much beer down that quickly?
1: We have two different chill plates here. One runs on city water and the other one runs on a glycol chiller on the roof, which that runs at 30 degrees.
0: And then what happens after that?
1: Well, we'll add the yeast and oxygen and the wort to the fermenter and by tomorrow we'll be uh, producing beer. By tomorrow? Yes. So people will be able to buy it this weekend? No, no, no. We'll just, we'll just, the beginning <laughs> maybe. a beer. speeding it up. Right? Okay. <laughs> It'll be about uh, two and a half to three weeks on this type of beer.
0: What happens during that process?
1: Uh, that's the fermentation. Okay. So that's creating the alcohol. Uh, it's eating the sugars that we created early in the process and... The yeast, then the byproducts of yeast, there's many of them, but we also croison here, which is natural carbonation. Not too many brewers do that because uh, one of the biggest byproducts of the yeast and the creation of alcohol is CO2. I don't know what that means. Our, our beer is naturally carbonated. Oh, okay, got it.
0: <laughs> now you're storing it in that barrel there?
1: Yep, that's a temperature controlled vessel. It'll be stored in the one in the other corner today, but uh, it'll. That one over there? Uh, over here. Okay. So this one, this tank is now cleaned. I will sanitize it here shortly. And this is where we'll pump all the wort, the yeast, the oxygen, and then we'll have the start of uh, a new beer. So I'm
0: seeing one, two, three, four beers that you can make at a time?
1: And we have one more over there, so we can have five in here at a time, and then we can have up to eight on tap.
0: How long does it take then to go through? one of these beers
1: uh with the holidays coming this beer and and you know hopefully we get some more people in here just because of uh you know, the donating the money to the trail club uh they'll last usually about six weeks it's 14 half barrels all right
0: so when you donate the funds to the trail club how does that work
1: well this was just an idea somebody drummed up and then we'll just present them a check uh, once we sell all the beer out and they can use it to uh, better our trails
0: how many pints do you get out of a beer
1: well just because we have growlers that are 64 ounce our mugs are 22 our pints are 16 um, you know there there should be somewhere somewhere with growlers and if somebody buys a keg there should be somewhere in, in a sale of about a thousand
0: wow that's a lot of beer yes where do you come up with the recipes for something like this
1: well there's general guidelines the bjcp and and there's just general guidelines kind of gives you color gives you uh, types of hops uh all all different things and and i don't you can brew it you can type this stuff in on a computer so your bitterness is in the right area your color is in the right area um it's it's base recipes and then you just make your own twist on them which is the spruce That's the spruce in this beer, yes. Okay,
0: so where do you add that?
1: The spruce will be at the very end of the boil. Over here? In the kettle over here. Okay. So that spruce will not go over to the fermenter. It'll be in a a bag just so we can extract the uh, flavors out of the spruce.
0: Where did you get the spruce from?
1: They were picked. uh, uh, Craig Bangry um, from Escanaba picked them, and I believe they were picked on the Escanaba Country Club as well as Northwoods.
0: Okay, so they were looking for something fresh, so you wanted to get it before winter sets in here.
1: Right? Yes, we needed it fresh in the spring, so these have been frozen since the spring. Oh,
0: since spring, okay.
1: Yes. Yeah, so these are the fresh tips. They're, they don't taste like pine.
0: So it's a new growth kind of thing.
1: Yes, it's a new growth on it.
0: Okay. How did somebody figure that out, do you think?
1: I was just reading a brewing book. Uh, you know, there's a lot over history. There's been a lot of things put in beer, substituted things. Uh, people didn't have money. They they just wanted something different or something for flavor. They couldn't get a whole of hops, and people would add things just like rice was added at one time just because it was a cheaper product. What do you like to add when you're playing around? What do you like to add? Now, my, I, I like to play with hops more than anything. Uh, and I, I don't mind doing some other types of beers we do uh keep up a blueberry lemongrass uh for about half of the year and that's made with uh whole blueberries and then uh lemongrass. And that's a seasonal beer then too? It comes up 4 times a year.
0: Okay. You have uh what do you call in this beer?
1: The Kolsch? N- yeah, it's
0: Kolsch. Okay. No, that's the so- style of beer. And that's a German beer? Yes. Okay. The kolsch will be in what you're calling barrel one, right? Yes. I see barrel two closed up. Is there something in there?
1: Yeah, that's a White Walker IPA. Okay.
0: Well, that's always a good one, right? And then I see Cleary Red marked on uh, number three back there? Yep. That's my favorite, by the way.
1: And then what's in four? That's our fest beer.
0: Is that working right now?
1: It is just finishing.
0: So all of these are full except for the one that you're working on today?
1: Uh, uh, Tank five is not full. I just emptied that. So I'll be filling that with a wheat beer next week.
0: What's your biggest seller?
1: Our biggest seller is our IPAs by, by far. Okay. Um, and so that this fifth
0: barrel is quite big. So is that you'd make more there for that one?
1: No, I use that for beers like the bluegrass just because I have more headspace because when you add the blueberries actually get added to the fermenter. The beer likes the to foam up some because like I said we naturally carbonate here so it reacts with it and I can't fit the blueberries into smaller tanks without overflowing them.
0: How many kind, different kinds of beers do you work on?
1: During the course of a year we do 25 to 35 different beers. Wow That's quite a few. Yeah and they're all very different
0: you like to work you said on the IPAs the best?
1: Yeah it's it's my favorite style of beer is IPA uh, it, it's a lot more work than the others. But, uh, yeah, I just, I like playing around. Like I said, blueberries and lemongrass, you know, I just thought of that combination one day. I thought they'd go good together, and it's actually, when it's up, it's our second fastest selling beer. Okay, so something you created. Yes. Awesome. And
0: now spruce.
1: Yes. (laughs) Yes, this, I think, is the fourth time we'll be using spruce, but it'll be more pronounced in this beer just because it's a much lighter beer.
0: Well, Mike, I appreciate the tour here today, and I can't wait to sample it here in a couple of weeks. Mike Saddam is the brewmaster at Hereford & Hops in Escanaba. Thanks, Mike. Thank you. Thank you for listening. A special thanks to our sponsor, SwedishPimple.com. Check out all of the fishing lures made right here in the Upper Peninsula at SwedishPimple.com. You can continue to follow us at HometownEscanaba.com. We connect with the people, activities, and newsmakers from Escanaba and Michigan's Upper Peninsula.